Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. In my business, there is only one place, and that's to be a winner. Wash your hands, wash your butt, man, that's it. Well, I felt like SpongeBob for a minute, right? They said, hey, Dad, let's make a TikTok. You know, there's times where you make plays that are special, and there's some times where you're like, that's pretty fucking good. Mercedes Lewis here, a.k.a. Big Dog. When you listen to the Poor Man's Package podcast, go Pack Go. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers podcast, the number one Packers podcast in the state of our minds. I'm Spencer Zizmanowitz, joined as always with Kyle Tchaikovsky. Kyle? Hello! And goodbye to an undefeated season. And yeah, goodbye to the season in general if you are in pulse with the packer fan nation mm-hmm. the season's over but wait kyle no it isn't is isn't uh four and it's one weak. actually pretty good Ye- yes i think it's still good um actually second in the division so yeah season's over yeah season's over um speaking of seasons being over a beautiful day in minneapolis yeah Fall was fun for about eight days, but now it's snowing like crazy, and I think we're going to get like eight inches. Yeah, no snow on the ground, you know, when we went to bed last night, and now wake up, and hey, there's already snow, and to the point that I even had to go and pick you up today, because, you know, you're... My car, my my tires are balding. I'm trying to, I was trying to think of a balding joke. I'm not balding, thankfully. I am. Um. Okay, well then. There you go. Well, I, I'll think of one. I've got enough tread on my head where maybe it's not Ooh. there yet, but maybe we have some other buddies who that would apply to. Okay, yeah. But yeah, beautiful, beautiful, you know, starting to try to get more optimistic and then waking up and having snow, not as fun. Yeah, I, uh, I was dripping with sarcasm when saying the season is over. I'm still very confident and excited about this team. If you've come here to be reassured that the Packers are still a good team, you've, you've come to the right place. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into that. You know, we always run into these bumps in the road, but it's, I think this is a lot different than last year. I don't think the fraud term is being thrown no, around as much. No, it's just a, a stinker, bad day, bad week of practice apparently, but, uh, yeah, just a stinker. It happens. Yeah, we'll get into that. We'll also have our pick six this episode, the six big plays that shape the game. Mm. We'll have a review of the offense and defense. Mm. We'll then talk about uh, Mr. Mike Petten mm-hmm. slash Dom Capers. What is his real name? <laughs> we'll have Dumb Packer Fan of the Week, of course, returning after the first loss of the season. We'll have Is Kyle an Idiot slash Stump Spenny Packers Trivia. And we'll finish it off with a preview slash our predictions for the Texans game. So, starting off, pick six. Pick six. Pick six. Pick six. Yes! All right, first big play of the game. Uh, Leading lead it in. Uh, one, I think we'll, we'll start positive here. 125 left in the first, third and five. Packers are up 3 nothing. Aaron Rodgers runs it in, and we get the humps. And I thought we were going to see the belt, honestly, because, you know, he reserves that for rushing touchdowns and big athletic plays but 
Yeah, something even better. That was I incredible. I was laughing so hard. I knew instantly what he was referencing, the Key and Peele yeah. skit, and we watched, which surprisingly yeah. you didn't know, so you were kind of confused, but when I showed you, you you laughed pretty hard. I'd seen it before, but it was one of those things where I didn't think it was that funny when I saw it back in the really? day. Yeah, so it was so I, it kind of, you know, no, left. I, I can only keep so many funny things in my head to remember, and that one just didn't make the cut. I, like I I imagine you everyone who's listening to this is familiar by now with the skit but i just think it's such a like a poking fun at the nfl because it's like the ref is like right looking right at his like crotch area and he's just waiting for that third pump and then like, like it's just such a like a no fun league making fun of him like well, i just love it well i'm sure you heard in the pat mcafee show today uh rogers mentioned that tim boyle was like the stand-in who was he was supposed on. to be the ref and yeah kind of like monitor oh Man, yeah, but and, actually, and sorry to cut you off. One thing he did mention is the reason it didn't really go as smooth as planned is because when he got hit, you know, his teammates were backing him up and kind of jawing at at the Bucks D, and that's why it, it was a little disheveled at first, but it was still hilarious. It worked out. I liked it because you know it was the the slow humps, which made us think it was kind of a drum roll for the belt, yeah. which did not happen. But I do think, uh, you know, that was kind of the beginning. Well, it was the beginning of the end for the offense. But on top of it, I think it kind of uh, encapsulates what the what the team did. I how many humps did you see? I saw three. Okay, there was three humps because if not, I thought there was only two, and then he looked around and didn't do the third. That that was what I thought I saw because I was going to say if that is what he did, only having two humps, then it was a sum- summation of the offense. Two hump chunks. Yeah. <laughs> but then that's kind of the thing where you add the third one, and that's what people are saying is like you're 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 disrespecting the football gods and you can't do that third pump, otherwise, you know, you're in trouble. Well, there you go. That's how it sums up every hump. The first hump was the field goal drive, second hump was the touchdown drive, third hump was the pick six. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. But yeah. After that, yeah, the Packers went up ten nothing. But was, oh, the first quarter was so much fun. It was so much fun. We, th- you know, it was jumping around like, "Hey, this is going to be one of those routes." <laughs> yeah. I'm sure Rogers was thinking the same thing. Yep. But as we'll get into with the next play, it did not continue. <sighs> Se- yeah, second quarter is when it really all went to shit. Like, I mean, that game technically is ten ten outside uh, of the second yeah. quarter, and yeah, it started off third and ten. Uh, the pick six, obviously, that's the biggest play of the game. It swung swung the entire tide, and I know that the guy who picked it off, I can't remember his name, he said after the play that he was watching film, and mm-hmm. when it was something like when Devontae motions, they always run an out route, so he just sniffed yep. it out perfectly, and, and Rodgers mentioned that, and he said that you know, they got to self-scout more and, and figure that out because, yeah, that uh, – that was only his third. I mean, think of that as a I Packers mean, fan. How blessed we are. His third of his career. Yeah. He's been our starting quarterback for, I think it's his 12th or 13th year now. That's just insane. So it, it's going to happen. We we talked about it too, watching the game live, where it's almost like we, you know, part part of Packers Twitter, we kind of got on Tom Brady for having multiple pick sixes this season. We were mm. like, ha Aaron doesn't have any. And then <laughs> once we play Tom Brady, he throws a, you know, pick six in the second quarter. Yeah. Not the best. Uh, moving forward after that with 11-15 left in the second, fourth and four, or third and four, Rodgers threw his second pick. Uh, as you noted live, because we were watching, and once that pick right happened, away. everyone was kind of blowing up. Oh, my God. You know, the ga- not the game's over, but, I mean, the momentum was completely shifted. Not a lot of high hopes, but Such you immediately fun. were like, why aren't we getting a view 
of where they were if they were off sides and you know it wasn't until a quarter later or an hour or two later we get the screenshot where they were off sides kind of makes you think you know the whole game should be thrown out because that play shouldn't have happened yeah, abs- butterfly it, it should not it should not count you're absolutely right but legitimately before he even threw the ball on that play, I'm like, oh, that's offsides, free play. Yep. Like, bef- like it was so clear in person. I don't know how you can be a line judge and miss that. But, yeah, it completely changed everything. Like, the pick six was bad, but, you know, we're still up three points. Yep. Then that, they bring it to the two-yard line, and all of a sudden, like, it just felt like it was it was a whole different ball game. And now we're, you know, climbing a hill that just felt insurmountable. Yeah, the. F- 14-10 after that, and we obviously didn't put any more points huge, up after. Huge, huge call. It was garbage. Yeah. Uh, and I guess, but at the same time, you were you were more pissed about the offsides than even the pick on that play. Which... For sure. Because, it, like I said, it was before he even threw it, I'm like, okay, where's the flag? And then as he's returning, I'm like, okay, where's the flag? Yep. Where's the where's yep. the little mo- you were indicator yell- you were on, the, that. on the Fox scoreboard? And, yeah, you were kind of confused. Like, what? I didn't, I didn't really see that. I'm like, come on, show it, show it. And they never how many, showed the replay. And for how many times Preston's been flagged for that? Like, why couldn't Yes. Of course, it when they missed other things in the game, which we'll probably get into, it. like, that's... Or, yeah, well, I guess they could have called it whatever, but... So, and then now the fourth play, you know, me being the Packers fan, even after 14-10, I'm like, okay, that first quarter, we looked dominant. I still feel like we can definitely win this ball game. But when this next play happened, I was like, ooh, this might not be our day. And that yeah. was when Rodgers missed Mercedes Lewis on the very next position, possession wide open over the middle wide he would have he would have i mean mercedes lewis 38 year old 37 year old mercedes lewis would have brought that to like he would have got like 25 yards after the catch that's how wide open he was yeah and for he, some reason troy aikman thinks it would have been a touchdown it's like hey no you way. need to remember it's mercedes lewis yeah. running this ball and he just rogers kind of like threw it off balance even though he wasn't really under pressure he could he could have just you know set his feet and threw it and and delivered a nice shot but yeah, it, it was a it was a missed throw, and you know from that moment I'm like, ooh, this this is not going to be a good day. Yeah, a couple things there. One, it's only it was only 30 seconds after he threw the pick. Yeah, as exactly. far as the game clock goes, and then on on top of it too, it was the return of what I've brought up before, the crab walk, where mm. Rodgers gets the crab feet, where he kind of crouches, he crouches. But while he's doing that, there's no chance of him running, no chance of him throwing, and it's just kind of a nothing position to be in, and. I mean, we saw a lot of that on Sunday. Didn't really mm-hmm. help, but yeah, that's when you knew Rogers was getting the yips. That was for me too. Once he overthrew a wide open guy, it's like okay, he's going to be off for the rest of the game. Yep. And he kind of was. All right, the fifth play that kind of set the game. Twelve fifteen left in the third, fourth down. Uh, the kicker for the Bucks suck up, suck up, suck up, suck up. Good from fifty. It was one of those two. I mean, there was a lot of signs that this game wasn't going to go our way, but that one too. I mean. He bent it like Beckham. It was so <laughs> far out to the right and curved back in where it was like, okay, the football gods are just not with us today. It was kind of yeah. like the Dallas kick almost from Mason Crosby in the playoffs, but on the op- opposite side of the field goal post. Not not very fun to watch. And after that, the game was essentially yeah, over. Yeah, kind, kind of a microcosm for the game where it was like, as soon as, his left his, as, soon as it left his foot, it was like a shank. Mm-hmm. Whereas... Really like, good. His, hey, this is le- great. Is it leaving his foot was like the first quarter where yep. it was like, holy shit, this is going to be a route. And then it just curves right back and nails dead center. It's just like, oh, what a gut punch. Yeah. So, yeah, kind of a perfect, you know, 
like I said, microcosm of the entire game in that one field goal. Yeah. Just brutal. No, no fun. No and fun. then the sixth and final play that changed the game was basically the white flag. Probably the most the, surprising. The, the, the waving of the white flag by Matt LaFleur, which was kind of really disappointing and surprising to see. 535 left in the third quarter. Fourth and eight on our own 47. And it was, I believe it was 31-10. So, you know, if they score a touchdown on that possession... It's a two. It's a fourteen-point game with yep. you know eighteen game minutes left. Yep, and they punt, and that's like I said, that's waving the white flag. Being right on our own forty-seven, and we've gone for it in so many situations. He's been so this aggressive year. all year. I w- it was kind of assumed that we were going to go for it, where I was in a bit of disbelief. I assumed it was a fake coming, just because mm-hmm. you know how aggressive we've been on fourth down. T- so to see that, not very reassuring. But I guess we probably weren't going to win the game anyways. But. I don't know. He'd like to see a little bit more aggression out of the team. Mm-hmm. But that's it for pick six. Moving on to uh, the offense, bringing out the offense, defense, starting with the offense. I guess we didn't say it there. Packers lost 10 to 38. Not a very good performance overall. Aaron Rodgers, we'll start, start with him. 16 for 35, uh, only 160 yards and the two picks. Kyle, thoughts? I thought he was going to go until like, week 13 without throwing an interception honestly mm-hmm. so it felt very weird to to have him throw two in basically back-to-back possessions i think it was scary yeah it, well shoot just those possessions all in a row because what was it pick pick miss to lewis not mm-hmm. not good yeah and i just think he got he got spooked early that i mean that pass rush was very fierce i mean those linebackers are so damn good devin white and levante david yeah there's so much speed and yeah, it's just it was a rough day at the office for Rogers, and I'm 100 percent confident he'll bounce back. Yeah, a couple couple just offensive stats here. In the first four games, Packers had one three and out. On Sunday, we had seven. Mm. Not very good. Um, I don't. Know, on the bright side, we were still the only team to score on the opening drive, as uh, Joe Buck I think said. Pretty so that's, cool. That's still good. And it also brought me back to I probably could have led with this. One thing my dad I always remember saying growing up to is. You know, the Packers never play well when it's warm out, and that was <laughs> definitely the case. I mean, shoot, we're saying it in Minneapolis, it's snowing. In Tampa, it was 70, 73 degrees, degrees or something. Yeah. yeah, so there you go. And yeah, never really got on sync. Even, you know, the first play of the game was that screen that got blown up. Yeah, first no- possession. Nothing yeah. really felt good. We had, you know, we scored the first two drives, but even with that, it was long third down pickups, not mm-hmm. exactly something you can count on. But I just felt like he and yeah, he he mentioned afterwards that even after scoring the ten points that they didn't even feel in a rhythm, which was kind of yeah. surprising to me. Like as a fan, I thought, you know, they were moving the ball pretty well. Yeah, they got in a few third and longs, but for the most part, they kept running those uh those shallow crossers and they just kept they kept picking them up and I and they the, those kind of just disappeared as the game went on and yeah it was uh very bizarre yeah it wasn't good as the game went on Rogers kind of got worse and worse too we were talking about the crab walk that he does his footwork got bad too and he was missing I mean he had two more balls that very easily could have gotten picked off to the deep bomb to MBS which just wasn't there and that other one to Tanya that was short and Winfield I mean that was an interception but he just straight up dropped it yeah that was very surprising throw as well you, you don't see him make those types of picks either like in the middle of the field on a third down it's just not something that Rodgers usually does and I'll say this too I we all do I still hate Nadamakan Su. Mm-hmm. It's he he is such a more than anyone else I can remember. He's just a bully out on the field. Yeah, just an asshole. And like 
you you kind of need those guys in the NFL on True. your team. You need those, you know, assholes just mean. They don't give they don't give a shit about who's on the other side. They're just going to beat the hell out of you no matter what, but yeah, it's just it, it's a recurring thing with Ndamukong Sue, and I and yeah. I can't imagine that Rodgers is the only you know guy that he's had issues with. Well, Rodgers isn't the only Rodgers who doesn't like. Him. I don't know if you remember this. We talked about this last season when we I'll say bumped into when we met Rodgers' parents back in 2013. Oh yeah, I still remember one of the things that his mom said when we were talking to him is because they were playing the Lions that game. Uh-huh. So he was playing with the Lions at the time, and she's like. I don't know what it is. I just don't like. I just don't like playing the Lions, and I don't like that number ninety. Even in that <laughs> game, he was getting chippy. So yep. you know, it starts. You know, it's all the Rodgers that don't like. Really one like of my Sue. one of my favorite quotes is like, and this applies to Sue is like, if you run into an asshole in the morning, you know that guy was probably just an asshole. But if you keep <laughs> running into assholes, you know maybe you're the asshole. And it seems <laughs> like Sue keeps running into assholes. So I think you know. He's the end. Oh mm-hmm. well, well, yeah. I guess we wouldn't. We would never call him an asshole, even though you did. I, I didn't. Work. I'm just, you know, just connecting dots, putting pieces of puzzles together. Asshole. Yes. Uh, moving on. Running game. Aaron Jones. Not a very good game. <laughs> really bad game, actually. Ten. Ten carries, fifteen yards. Oof. He had three receptions for twenty-six yards, which was all right. But I don't know. At least he had the touchdown. Which once again, the refs for some reason I don't know why that took twenty seconds for them to decide it was a touchdown when he clearly a got over the call. line. I mean, and he even said, Roger said on on the Pat McAfee show that he strongly disagrees. Or he 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 cannot find the sense in why they called that back because. He gave himself up. Oh, they're, the Roger, they're, you're they're, talking the Rodgers run now. Yeah, they're saying yeah. he gave himself up, yet they picked up the flag for the late hit. It just it makes no sense. I don't think we'll see anything from the NFL talking about that that play this week, just because they have to know they're wrong, and I'm sure right. that crew is going to get talked about because it was, you know, it was a double negative, it was a double jeopardy. There. Exactly, it didn't make any sense. But yeah, Aaron Jones, I don't know. He didn't have. It seemed like just about every time he got the ball. He was getting blown up. I mean, shoot, there was that one play. What's it? Devin White very early on just blew him up three yards back. And I think it was kind of a group think thing for Packer fans, at least, where everyone was like, man, I can't remember ever seeing it. One of our inside linebackers being able to run up and shoot make the gap that play. like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I just don't understand trying to run to the edge, though, against that defense, against those linebackers. Just, I mean, you're, you're not, you're, you're, not playing to your strengths and you're playing to the strengths of the Bucks defense, which is they can cover sideline and sideline with just about any team in the league. Yeah, it was the speed on that defense, sideline to sideline, like you said. I mean, I can't remember probably the Niners last year, mm. but it was like just a, comp- a different gear that they had compared to any, every other yep. team that we've And then you see, you see, you know, segue to Jamal Williams. He had those huge runs over the middle and they just they didn't go to that enough i felt like like yeah. we were getting these nice chunk you know 5 6 yard gains through the middle and i don't, don't know why they they didn't keep doing it yeah jamal williams the four carries 34 yards long of 25 another just he i don't want to say he's more fun to watch than aaron jones but we've said that aaron jones is just so smooth with his jukes and movements jamal williams it's like he's just kind of flail not flailing his arms but you know it's going to be a very vicious hit that more that you know you describe aaron jones as smooth jamal williams is vicious mm, with the ball that's a good way to put it yeah and i mean shoot even on a punt return coverage he like laid a dude out and smet like pulled his head into the turf 
during during the tackle and just pop back up. Like Jamal Williams is a football player. He, uh, yes, that is a football player. Yes, bold bold, bold statement to make. I know. <laughs> uh, keeping it with the running backs, AJ Dillon got a couple carries. He had five carries, thirty one yards. He had that long of twenty nice run in garbage time. Yeah, yeah, he's a, a good looking running back, and I don't know what the God, hell it thick, is. Man, very good thick. Lord. We talked about it before uh, early on his first carries of his career. He had that one play where he got upended to the cartwheel. In this mm. game too, he got flipped by Winfield. And then even on special teams, when he went in for a tackle, he got flipped over. I don't I just think he, like he has so much mass on like the lower part of his body yeah. that if you if you enough if you push force. that yeah if you if you give it enough force upwards, then like the weight oh. of itself like just brings it around to like where one he of those has to flip perpetual <laughs> motion devices. One of yeah. those yeah because that's that was my question is how how is someone with such large legs able to get it up there so often flipped over it just doesn't make any I should have minored in physics oh yeah maybe he's hey shout out John Kuhn he's a he's a scientist okay <laughs> wide receiver Devonte Adams with uh, welcome back welcome yeah welcome back nice to have him back out there didn't help win the game didn't it wasn't super productive but this is kind of the you know his uh floor as far as production goes six yeah. catches 61 yards he had the 10 targets and that one pick might have been i was gonna say who do you, who do you who do you put that on the second one because it was a pretty nice defensive play you know the the cornerback that was guarding him got in there he was right he on it but it did but i still it did think, hit him in the hands yeah that was that was catchable so i feel like in the middle of the field especially you have to you have to make that play be yeah very aware of you know what's going on yeah i mean well shoot that brought brought me back a bad memory because yeah when those balls get bounced off in the middle of the field it should be a pick later on in the game the packers had that situation happen on defense and we weren't able to mm-hmm. pick it off uh mvs i don't know okay game three catches 32 yards he was your bold prediction of the uh you thought he'd have 125 yeah, yards. Yeah, I mean he had a couple catches on the on like the very first drive, I think, and then yeah, just kinda kinda went silent. It's just it's weird, man. Once this offense gets out of rhythm, they just cannot seem to get back on track. It yeah, I more twenty eighteen, it it's always like, reminds me of that where every everything it's just getting you know, and we've said it before too, it's getting a first down seems very you know, right, like tough the, to do at times. The three and outs almost like snowball into themselves, and it did in the second half. Mm-hmm. It was because we we've talked about before, like how how so refreshing it is to like not experience three and outs that much, and then they just come crashing back down to earth with yeah. this game where it's just all like of them. three and out galore. Yeah, yeah. And MVS he didn't make any of those big mistakes either. I do. It's funny. I like seeing him make these little plays. We're so used to his targets being deep downfield, but mm-hmm. he had a couple, you know, little short five yard catches, and then getting the first down too. Still on the on the deep ball too. The one deep ball he had, or one of the two. It's like. You know, it's once again, it's me sitting on the couch, brushing chips off my tummy, watching the game. But it's like, can't you dive for the ball? I know it's a little far off, but can't you dive for well, it? Well, and another thing, too, it looked like as he was like, it looked like he had just like he had just slowed up just enough to where he, he was a step and a half behind that yeah. deep ball. And in the NFL, timing is like the number one thing for a successful offense. Everything. And if you're slowing up even just a little bit like that, it as as shown, you're, you know, 3 yards behind the football. Yeah. Hopefully and, hopefully looking forward we can hit more of those cuz he hasn't had many of the deep bomb actual catches. No, not this year. since, I guess not week, since week Minnesota one. really, yeah. Uh moving on, keeping with the receivers, Darius Shepard, he had the one catch for 16 yards and you know, sometimes you get to bigger players with Devontae Adams and he makes these types of plays all the time, but it was nice to see him catch it. 
kind of juke the first guy and run around the yeah. couple others, uh, you know, 16 yards on, I think it was a second and 20. It was, it was uh, yeah, it was second and 20, which kind of, which kind of makes me want to pick the bone that I want to pick that mm. that holding call was pretty garbage, pretty weak. And then you factor that in with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being the most penalized team in the entire league yeah. to having to committing zero penalties in Sunday. It's just that was very frustrating and uh, they, the it, fix well, was in. Oh, I guess there wasn't any because they were offsetting because they did call the you know the one on Sue hitting them late. But yeah, there was a lot of calls oh, yeah. where you thought that they could have thrown something. I you know we'd never like bitching about the refs, but but we probably good. It, but when you go from being the most penalized to to zero, yeah. that's a little egregious to me. Once again, yeah, like the missed call we were talking about the offsides, and now that no other calls that game. You, the NFL should review what you know. Was there some funny business going on in and, Tampa? I'm sure maybe, it was the difference in in the game. And maybe we're seeing their victory. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, we got to think about it. Uh, finishing up with the receivers, EQ came back and played. I mean, Malik Taylor had the one target in the end zone. wasn't very wasn't very good. EQ was EQ had that. He he had that. Uh, ooh, this is what I'm going to call it: the trust target. That he, first one, the trust target, where it's, 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 uh, he, you know, Rogers is doing his thing at the line of scrimmage, and he snaps it, and boom, throws it right there, where it's like a quick out, and EQ was obviously Failed. not on the same <laughs> yeah. page at all, so it's, that kind of, and then I don't think he saw the ball come his way again. What did you say, a trust target? Yes, that's a that's a really good way to do it because that's one hundred percent what it was. It. It's really like because it was that first drive, I think, too. Rogers got the ball, just threw it, and it was like, oh, yep. I guess I guess you're not ready. I guess you're not ready. Yeah, Devontae passed that test years ago and still, you know, still gets it regularly. And then MVS, you know, fortunately passed that test this year too, where mm-hmm. he got that same trust target. And yeah, EQ, he's he's got ways to go. Yeah, we'll have to see. He had another drop later on too, where you could tell he just wasn't on the same page with mm-hmm. Rogers. Uh moving on, tight end. Robert Tanyan, he had the three catches, twenty-five yards. Um not the best game, but at the same time, and I said this to you when we were watching it last week, you know, the week before he had the touchdowns, obviously a lot of them were kind of bigger plays. He's made a lot of sideline grabs, but he, he had a catch too. I think it was like third and 10 or third and medium. And he caught it right in the middle of the field, found the space that yes, the empty space sat in the hole, sat in the hole and picked up the third down. That's the kind of stuff that you want to see to get on Rogers good side, especially from the tight end position where we haven't had that, you know, the last, few, I mean, shit, the last, 10 years almost since Jermichael Finley. It's nice to see, you know, a reliable pass catcher yep. from that spot. Yeah, the biggest thing was, yeah, like you said, the the off script, you know, getting open and sitting in the hole. Don't run to the defender. Don't run to the sideline yep. and, and make it harder on yourself. Just sit there. Rogers will find you. And it did get a little scary there for a second with Tanya. Yeah, with, thank God. You know, I saw it right away. He started, like, limping off. I'm like, oh, no. And then they showed the replay, and he it was an awkward little roll. It was once – it's that Tampa turf, man. Mm-hmm. It is literally – because he was just walking, and it was only his ankle that, yep. that was But thankfully, funny. he was able to come back, and, yeah, he should he should be fine going forward. Yep, the other two tight ends, Mercedes Lewis, obviously had the one miss from Rodgers. He had another drop, two in a really short yardage situation, mm, yep. whatever. Jay Sternberger is just kind of – I don't know, whatever at this point. He gets quite a few snaps but i don't even think he was targeted on yeah Sunday. he just it doesn't seem to be getting open or again it could be just a trust thing yeah yeah we'll have to see going forward Babito's uh, the man babito yeah uh the <laughs> offensive line kind of the come back to earth uh yep. game i think we only had allowed one sack going into that game and it was how many was it this game i mean it had to there, be there were five sacks rogers Oof. got sacked four times boyle had the one late in the game gotcha. but in here from pro football focus ross Oglum tweeted this. Uh, 
They allowed 21 pressures on Sunday. Good Billy Lord. Turner allowed six. Elton Jenkins, four. Aaron Rodgers was accounted for four of them. Mm. And Jamal Williams, two. Mm. So, yeah, not and Now we not need to best. start worrying about Bakhtiari. Because well, there has been no, there has been zero information released so far. But that is a good thing. And once again, especially this year. Last is year it, we, though? Yeah. La- so last year, uh, we didn't run into this much because we didn't have many, many injuries. But this year, we record on Tuesdays. Injury we, we report comes out on Wednesday. Yeah, we sucks. always seem to miss it. But the thing is, they said it was a chest injury. Everyone was saying, uh-oh, chest, that could be bicep. If it's bicep, he would be out, you know, or a torn pec, I should say. Uh, if it's a torn pec, he'd be out for the year. If it was a torn pec, we would know by now. So more True. than likely, and it sound there hasn't been, you know, no news is good would news we, at though? this point. You think we would know for sure by now if it was a torn pec? If it pec? was a torn pec, yeah. They, we would have known that night or, you know, Monday morning. Yeah, so true. So that's one positive thing to look for. I would, if I'm guessing right now, he's probably not going to play this week, but he's pro- I, I would bet he's going to be day-to-day, week-to-week. I'm not overly concerned right now, and hopefully Rick Wagner can kind of get his act together if that's the way we go, going into a game, knowing he's starting. Uh, speaking about ta- speaking of tackles, maybe Elton Jenkins will be the guy who will swing out and move mm. the whole offensive line around. But after nearly 900 pass blocking snaps as a pro, Elton Jenkins surrendered his first sack on Sunday too. Star guy is he's just, he's he's a star. Like I was gonna say he's going to be a star, but I, I like he already is one. <laughs> yeah, I stud. It's still it's going to be. Last year it was with Billy Turner and Balog. I was wondering who you know if we if we were going to kick Billy Turner at tackle. And now we're kind of in that same thing, wondering if we're going to turn Elton Jenkins out to tackle, depending on what happens with Bakhtiari's contract. Who goes left guard, you know? Uh, well, we still have John Runyon Jr. Oh, we've, sure. we've got all those rookies who I think we could, sure. hopefully a year under, they'd be able to Which, get coached up. I'm sure you saw the Runyon tidbit. Yeah. That's well, pretty That's pretty wild. It's Yeah, well, there's there was a couple wild things. So what Kyle's talking about after the game, I forgot who tweeted out, but it, I think everyone saw it. Tom Brady going up to John Running, talking to him. And I people he, are like, what what is going on here? Well, I, I realized I realized right away that it was um, that they both went to Michigan, but I forgot that his father also went to Michigan. So, yeah, Tom, Tom Brady played with John Runyon. Now he's going up against the Packers who had John Runyon Jr. on the team, his son. And then at the same time, we kind of talked about him earlier. Aaron Rodgers, who played against An- Antone. Antoine. Antoine. God, I don't know why. I Antoine keep Winfield. Antoine Winfield, back when you know he started his career, and now he went up against Antoine, oh, yeah. Antoine Winfield Jr. And you could see, yeah, they they exchanged some pleasantries, I think, before the game. And then that that rap bastard was the one that uh, hit him. Yeah, he had, couple, he had a couple. He had a couple. I'm kidding. He's not a rap plays. bastard. He's well, actually a really good football player. Well, TBD. You know, every you, <laughs> you hate players over time. You, you don't <laughs> yeah. hate them as rookies. But yeah, I don't know. Pass blocking. We went into that game as the best pass blocking unit in the league. So I like Rogers kept saying. Hopefully, this is just an aberration. One. No, one his game. his quote was so perfect. Which yes, I encourage. I I usually. You know, I I usually am, am steaming over these lo- these types of losses to, until like Monday afternoon. But I was only you know really pissed off about this for about an hour after the game, and oh, then yeah. I watched I watched Rogers post game presser, and that guy just injects me with life, dude. He's just he says he's he just says all the right things. And the big quote that you were saying is, I think this game was an anomaly yeah, and not go. the beginning of a trend, and we have a chance to prove me right next week like that is just what you want to hear from the leader of your football team yeah and I I said this to you when you were kind of getting pissed off during the game too it was okay does Aaron Rodgers throw interceptions usually 
No. Does Aaron Rodgers throw pick sixes usually? No. Then we shouldn't have to worry about this because this hopefully won't happen, you know, when the games are a little bit more Exactly. Yeah. Like I said, I encourage you to go and watch. You'll have to scroll a little bit on the Packers Twitter feed, but it's there. His postgame press conference, he just... He's he's such a good interview, and you you just learn a lot. And he's just uh, just I love him. Yeah, he's a good guy, good good talker about her of football. <laughs> but with that, we will have a quick commercial break. Are you going inside a public building? Have you developed a double chin that you want to hide out in public? Have you finally decided to wear a mask after being the star in one too many public freakout videos? Sounds like you could use a homemade cloth mask. 26hats.com makes some of the best cloth masks around. Check out the website to see what styles are available. Each mask is handmade using hands to make them. There's no better way to represent the state of Wisconsin while also making yourself less contagious than wearing one of these masks. For custom koozies, book covers, and face coverings, visit 26hats.com today. All right, and we are unfortunately back with All right. the defense. Uh, not the best game. I would I would only count for them giving up 28 points since, you know, the pick six and that uh, field goal that they allowed to pretty early on after the second Rodgers pick. Mm-hmm. But oh, overall, not... Field goal. They yeah. started touchdown. Sorry, the sorry. The se- yeah, the second touchdown, I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, looking quickly at the PFF grades, you know, usually you want guys up top or in the 90s or 80s. Jake Morley tweeted this out, the top five guys on defense. Number one, Kingsley Kiki, 77. Adrian Amos was second with 69. Jair Alexander, 69. Preston Smith, 68. Darnell Savage, 64. Not a very good showing overall from well, the defense. Good to see Preston up there, at least. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's still a little questionable. No, I know. You don't know how these... Tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, with these grades, sometimes you wonder how how they come up with it. But what is the origin of tongue and cheek? I've never understood that. Tongue and cheek. Because like you're saying it like it's it's an expression that means that like you know. Is it just because like when you like push your tongue against the back of your lip, you look goofy? Oh, that you're kind of you're. Oh, hmm. maybe that's it. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. Uh, Cornerback Josh Jackson figured we'd start with him because he had an interesting game. Obviously, Kevin King did not suit up, did not play. Hopefully, he'll be back next week. I know he's questionable. It doesn't sound like it's a long-term thing. But Josh Jackson is not his first real test, but it's one of those like, like make or break sort of thing. Like this is the final at the end of the year and you're sitting at a D plus and you (laughs) got to kind of show something here. I don't know. People have been up and down about his performance personally. I I'm down on him. He's I, I I liked I liked what I saw there was for the a, most part. There was a lot of good things, and I think I said this last year about if you remembered running back Brandon Jackson. He's a running back, very good at pass protection, very good at catching the ball, not a very good runner of the football. And Josh Jackson's kind of that same thing. Interesting. Where he's a corner, but he's you know he's good at making he's he's a solid tackler. He's kind of good in the run game and rushing. But when it comes to pass coverage, he's just not very good. He's so grabby, or he gets a PI like he did, obviously, on Sunday, or he just gets beat. I don't know. It's... Yeah, the, the PI is obviously the big the big play that people are going to remember Josh Jackson's game by. But, I mean, it was it was a poor throw. It was underthrown. So, he, I mean, he was in an impossible situation. I, yeah, he you could make the argument he could have turned around. But I think if it's a well-thrown ball... 
and it's you know in the back of the end zone, that would have been a great defensive play because he would have broke it up. Maybe but, I mean, yeah, that's not really an excuse you can have in the NFL. You yeah, know? I I still don't know if he would have got his head around for it, but and I thought there was a good microcosm of the season too, and like the second quarter where literally it was on that on that drive he had a really good tackle, really good tackle. And then he let up the touchdown against mm. the rookie Tyler Johnson. Yep. Yeah, he had and he had one huge uh third and two stop where he came yeah. off the edge. That was a great play. Um I think his his the wide receiver came and cracked block, so he just had free reign to go in and and yeah, he made a hell of a play. But yeah, like you that that's kinda is a perfect kind of encapsulation where he had two two he had a big tackle on Gronk I think yeah and then yeah another good tackle and then yeah the the touchdown so it, it's tough he's you know a good tackling corner which you don't usually get a lot of but at the same time I'd, I I'm to the point where I'd rather see Kadar Holman I feel like we know mm. what Josh Jackson I you know it's year three I think we know what Josh Jackson is I'd rather see what Kadar Holman is because even in limited snaps he's been pretty good in pass coverage and I'm more concerned with that for the most Have part we really seen Josh Jackson, though, like, has he really gotten a true opportunity? Well, his rookie year, he played quite a bit because they've been they've been trying to put him in as like the slot corner a lot, and that's not his game. But what is his game then? Outside, they're and trying to find his game because Josh doesn't seem to find. You know, he's not able to find outside, it himself. I think. I mean, especially when you have the task of guarding a two top. I mean, the Buccaneers have two top ten receivers on their yeah. team in Godwin and Evans. So, I mean, that's like you know, an impossible situation to come in and, and really be yeah. excellent. But yeah, I still think it remains to be seen. I'm still holding out hope on him and I, I hope he gets another more I hope he gets more opportunities. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure he will, especially if King for some reason doesn't play next week. But we'll monitor Josh Jackson going forward. Mm. Uh Jerry Alexander, we mentioned him, he had a okay game. Once again, I just love watching him in the flats because he is such a sure tackler. Every time they test him, I just it happened again on Sunday. It seems like every single week he wraps up someone in the flat. Yep, so instinctual. Instinctual, that's a word, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Shandon Sullivan, another great, pretty solid game, I guess. He, uh, early on, a lot of us thought he kind of had a slow start, but he's only gotten better each and every week. I mean, even late in the game, he had a couple forced incompletions on third down, even on Gronk, mm. which you like seeing from your freaking slot guy who you know we picked up off the street last yes i oh i love Shannon sullivan so much i hope he's back for life yeah oh we'll see uh at safety more negative here starting off with adrian amos he pro football focus had him as a decent grade but i don't know what it is he doesn't take he had a couple terrible angles in the run game again gronk scored on dropped pick drop pick that oh man that gronk touchdown was flabbergasting i mean at least he was close it looks like it looks painful to watch Gronk run, so I don't know yeah. how you, how he created that much separation. Yeah, and that's bad. Well, I'll run off these stats here. Gronk was the leading receiver for the Bucks too. He had the five catches, seventy eight yards, the touchdown. Mike Evans only had the one catch for ten yards. Uh, Godwin had the five for forty eight. Ronald Jones twenty three carries, one hundred thirteen yards, four point nine average. The two touchdowns. Tom Brady was seventeen for twenty seven, one hundred sixty six yards, two touchdowns, only one hundred sixty six yards though. Little little uh. Odd. Yeah, it's when you you take away the touchdowns and the picks, Brady and Rodgers had somewhat similar stat lines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. They just swapped the picks for uh, touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, back with the safeties, Savage. I don't know. I still don't know what his deal is. I think I said earlier in the year I'm worried. I'm still Something's worried. Missing, yeah, it's in. You know, we chalked up a lot of his regression, if that's what you'd call it, last year to his injury. But he's, by all accounts, he's healthy this year, and it seems like. I hate saying this. I mentioned it before too, but it's 
it's like he's getting that haha Clinton Dix thing where it seemed like haha over time he got more and more passive and more and more out of it, less likely to make tackles. Say, he's just kind of out there. And Savage is starting to look that way too. I don't like the, I don't know what's going on. He's just letting the game come to him and he's not, you know, on the attack, which you don't want from from the secondary, especially being the last guy mm-hmm. back there. Uh I thought Raven Green, he he played too. He had some more snaps. He's he's a good tackler as well. I like I like watching him. What's I feel like we're getting more of him than Redmond now. Yes. He had a couple he he was on Gronk a couple times, a couple solid tackles, which is great to see from, you know, one of your your fourth safety. Yeah, whatever Green, it is. another guy I, I love like as much as I do Sullivan and I hope I hope they're around for a long time because they are they're just great depth pieces. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh inside linebacker, Chris Barnes. Once again, man. He he graded out not very well in the past game, but I love watching him tackle every single time. It's such roller a good, coaster of a player. Yeah, he, he he always wraps up, brings him to the ground. He doesn't seem if he touches the guy, he's usually going to bring him down. He doesn't get juked out uh, too often. But yeah, just multiple times. I mean, he latches onto guys. He's a very sticky linebacker, mm. which I feel like we haven't had too much of yes. in uh, the recent history of the Green Bay Packers. Outside linebacker. Obviously, we'll get into it later with, you know, the lack of pressure that this defense has forced this year. But, man, it was not good. It's Tom Brady, and we oh, had no sacks on Sunday. Two. You said you said the Bucks had 21 pressures on us. I, yeah. I believe we had two pressures on Tom Brady. Two. Yeah. 43-year-old Tom Brady. That is inexcusable. I mean, obviously, that's the formula for any quarterback is to get to him and make their life uncomfortable. But, like... I just feel like you need like it needs to be extra because he's not going to, you know, he's not going to really step up into the pocket and get out of the pocket. And yeah, so you just need to make life hell for him. And to only get two pressures is just extremely concerning. Yeah. And like I said, no sacks. And speaking of that, we'll start with uh, Preston Smith, who we I've mentioned before, you know, you brought it up. He's full on pedestrian Smith right now. We've (laughs) we've seen the snaps or the tweets on Twitter where. He's had, you know, everyone's saying, oh, well, the lack of production is because of, you know, he's been dropping more in pass coverage. He's had just as many it's pass same, coverage yep. snaps as he did last year this time. And I th- he's only got the one sack on the season. Isn't showing up much in the run or pass game. I don't know. It's it's an interesting position to be in. Hopefully he can improve. There was the rumor that he came in overweight, but I don't know. It's It's concerning for sure. And there's already, there's also already been talk of, you know, his contract and how easy it is to get out of after this next season. Yeah. And you, I hate, I hate talking about that shit in the middle of the season, but man, it, it, it it's gotta be bad if I'm actually interested or listening to stuff yeah. like that Yeah, for, for a, a player like this. And it, it, it sucks. And it's got to turn around real quick because yeah, I, I would love for him to stick around, but not if not it, at this production, it's level. for two things. He's got a, you know, bump up one to save his job and maybe Mike Pettins, someone mm. who would replace him. Uh, Rashawn Gary, he didn't have as many snaps. It was nice to see him back Probably there. Still banged up a little. Yeah, but if nothing else, I like watching Gary because he just looks like a football player, especially mm. in Tampa where he had a bit of that. You know, just kind of the, uh, you know, the, the uh, just enough sweat, so he's got he's a little glossy out there. Uh-huh. He just he looks like a <laughs> badass football player. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so I was going to say, that that doesn't really matter at all, <laughs> oh, but well, sweet. That's about the only thing we can look at for the defense. <laughs> yeah. you know, those it's types of really, really tough to find positives. And like I'm, I'm very reserved in this segment because we'll get to the 
our next segment, we'll we'll get into the nitty gritty. Yeah, Zadarius Smith. He hasn't done much. He didn't show up too much this game either. You know, it, again, it, he's it, a guy who's banged up too. He looked. I mean, he looked limping bad. Yeah, all over. Was, yeah. A couple times he really where you'd think you'd see him have a trainer look at him, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see going forward. Uh, defensive line, Montrevious Adams with probably the best game of his career if for no other reason just the fact that we saw him yeah more in the, in the backfield too yeah, yeah a, couple, a couple couple nice penetration plays and um inexplicably saw him in coverage multi i think multiple times too a lot of people have gotten pissed i off mean my uh, I'm, I'm sure someone else has said it but you know this was my thought you know you don't love seeing it but it's hard to hate seeing a number 90 Drop back in coverage when obviously we remember yeah. BJ Raji yeah. doing that thing. Yeah, but I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but no. Uh, Kenny Clark was active. I don't know. I thought we'd see more of you know some type of push from the entire front seven with him being back. I, there. I saw something where they were planning on just kind of easing him back in. It yeah. was it was something about like every other drive and then like every other third down or something. But then when Lancaster yep. went down, that all went out the window and he needed to be on the field more. But yeah, I don't know. Nothing That's... super notable with, with him either. Yeah, and everyone else too. Kiki, uh, he was still active on the Highest on graded the player though. Which High, is highest graded player. You know, nice you surprise. And Dean Lowry, once again, it's like, did he play on just Sunday? A, just a guy, yeah. Just a guy. A lot, of, a lot of just a guys out there on defense, which is... Yeah, something's got to give. Yeah, we'll wrap it up with special teams. J.K. Scott punted more on Sunday than he did the first four games combined. I feel like there was a lot of stats like that. <laughs> that kind of just sums up special teams, I think. Yeah, at least he had a couple good boomers, though. I wasn't. Yeah, at least at least he was doing that in the warm weather. He seems to be a really good punter. Mm -hmm. But with that, we will move on to a sad segment. Okay, Mr. Mike Petton. It's been a long time you coming. That? You hear that? The little huh? It's the it's the crackling of the wood because his seat is on fire. Oh, <laughs> that was pretty good. The huh? crackling of the wood. Yeah, it's yeah. his seat is scorching hot. I mean, something's got to give, man. And it all it, the way I feel about it is just the perfect the that third and two, third yeah. and two. We saw the the screenshot. I, th I think Zach Cruz it's is still the one that yeah. It you should you should tweet it from the account if you do just retweet it or something if if you don't know what i'm talking about but it, i i i imagine you know what i'm talking about cuz it's pull your hair out frustrating third and two and i think it was 10 to 14 i think you can see too. you can see the defensive line and i think that's the only yellow helmets you see on the screen it, it just yeah. makes no sense there's two guys on the bottom of the screen and the wide receiver is is split out and the cornerback is 10 yards off the ball and then there's Shady McCoy in the slot and there's no one within 12 yards with him. Every every defensive back was off the line by about 12. It just yards. makes no I mean, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm smarter than Mike Pettin, but like the most casual football fan should be able to look at that screenshot and be like what is going on here? Well, it's what we've talked about with a lot of players here too, like Darnell Savage and maybe some other guys. It's being passive and being aggressive. And this defense that Petten runs is just as passive as it comes. I'll, I'll run through these real quick. Uh, Packers are currently 20th in points allowed. They're 14th in yards per game. QB pressure, and just talking about it there, QB pressure, we are 30th in the league in I mean, what a, per game. what a change from 365 days ago. It, I mean, what the heck? It It's bad. And, 
you know, sticking with that, Zach Cruz tweeted this out. Packers had 304 total pressures last year per pro football focus. They're on pace for 169 this season. Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith, only 20 combined in five games. Uh, the defense has lost its identity. Obviously, it yep. has. Because that's the one thing, too, that Pettin always preaches. There's two things that he preaches the most. One, it's QB pressure is very important. You don't always have to get to him, but you need to create pressure yep. to create turnovers or create bad Quick plays. decisions, yep. And the other thing that he's talked about a lot is the run game and how he kind of has... It's been an afterthought for the most part. He's, you know, it's an emphasis on the pass game, not allowing the large plays, which to to his point, there hasn't been a lot of large plays this season still. But my God, it is which it is the death by a thousand cuts. That that I think that's the problem. It's like this combination of just hard known hard nosed stubbornness while being completely passive. It's like you yeah. you think I, I'm I'm thinking of all the touchdown drives this year, and it's all been just chip 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 chip. And yeah, I get it. You don't want to let up a 65 yard bomb, but for crying out loud, stop the bleeding somehow. Please be aggressive. It's it's so infuriating to watch, and I like something's got to give. I, I I I don't understand where it, it's like he he's so set on not getting burnt for a huge play that. They just they just walk down the field, and that that is the problem. When you look at the other stats too, because another thing that gets brought up is how much we play nickel. A lot of teams, their base is you know having two linebackers uh-huh. out on the field. The big thing with Petten is always how we run like the most nickel in the league, which is not going to help you in the run game. Stop, yeah, it's what's. And looking back, I've found some old quotes from Petten too. They asked him, like, why are, are his defenses always good against the pass? And he said, oh, well, it's because we prioritize it. And this was back when McCarthy was our coach. And this was a quote, uh, quote from Petten, too. I think you have to be sound against the run, but you lose a heck of a lot faster when you're giving up chunks in the pass game. <laughs> and that kind of, that's like his excuse, because that's still his excuse. Even after the Niners debacle, which if you go back and listen to our, our last episode from last year, I was calling for Mike Pettin's head then because we're getting <laughs> we're getting into that flow. It's you know I'm 28 years old. I've seen the whole Rogers era now, and it's like the same old song and dance where you don't want this to become a hey we look awesome, hey we look awesome. Oh shit, we went up against a veteran quarterback that knows what they're doing, and a run, and a decent running back, and we're just picked apart because that seems to happen every single year where we have a decent team. Yeah, uh, it's it's. It's getting very frustrating. I'm I'm I like to think of myself as someone who is with a long leash. Like, okay, there's a lot of seasons right. left, blah blah blah, but like again, yeah, we've we've kind of it's it's is what third year now and yep. it's kind of this it's the same thing 3 years straight now. It's just chip 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 i'm not gonna let up a 75 yard touchdown okay but then i'll just let up a 80 80 yard nine minute drive like yeah good lord be it, aggressive it, and these three-man rushes and drop in montrevious adams and kenny clark into coverage what is going on yeah yeah it's it's tough i don't it's it's like we had dom capers for the 10 years and it feels like we're getting that same timeline here just in these three seasons where the first year was fine and even the beginning of last year when the defense came on really hot it's like we've seen him age almost and become an old coach stuck in his ways because, you know, we got back to it and we saw the three-man pressure, you know, the three-man rush again on Sunday. And that's what we always bitched about with Dom Capers. And now with Petten, it's that. It's the nickel. It's the guys dropping back in coverage. It doesn't make much and sense. And are we, aren't we in, like, the bottom, I would predict, like, bottom 10, would not be surprised by bottom five of, like, blitz rate? 
Yes, we are. Yeah. Like that's just un that's that's unbelievable. That's what I'm saying. It's it's the aggression. It's the nickel, you know, high in nickel, low in blitzes. It's just I don't know. So it, frustrating. It's bad because you get saved because it only pops up when you play, you know, a good team. And mm-hmm. looking back, like here here's a headline from after the Niners game last year. Mike Pitton's Packers run defense, quote, played our worst game at the worst time <laughs> in the blowout against the Niners. And that's the thing, because it's it's not a problem until it is the only problem. And I don't want that to be the situation this year as exactly. well. Exactly. That's why if it were if it were up to me, you know, I would have fired him last year. Shit, I would honestly fire him right now. I'm detached from the situation. I don't know Mike Pettin. But it's like there's gotta be some I type mean, of change. Obviously, we don't know and we'll never know, but I just I really am just so curious about the conversations that took place in the offseason with with Matt LaFleur and Mark Murphy. Like, I wonder you know, if Matt LaFleur campaigned to try and get his old, his own guy, or if Murphy was like, no, I like Petten. Like, I'm so curious because I can't imagine Matt LaFleur is too happy with Petten right now. Yeah. And he wasn't after the Niners game because there was a lot of hubbub after, after his first two press conferences when the gate, when the season ended last year, where, wow, Matt LaFleur does not sound like someone who's going to bring Petten back. And obviously he did. I don't know. I, I think no matter what, if we said it earlier this year, if we don't win the Super Bowl. Well, I think if we don't get to the Super Bowl, we'd fire him. I think even if we get to it, I'd fire him. Yep. And the biggest thing for me, you look, we talked about it last week too. I didn't exactly say, talking about Mike McCarthy. You know how it's an old, you know, old guy, old, old boys league. Stuck in his way. You're hiring your buddies. Petting, it's like, you got to move on. And we don't want to fall in that same thing where we had with Mike McCarthy for the longest time. Biggest example, look at the freaking Chiefs. The Chiefs, two years ago, they were in the AFC Championship game against the Patriots. They lost because of their defense. You know, they're in the AFC Championship game. The next day, they fire their defensive coordinator. Yep. And what happens the season after that? They waltz right into a Super Bowl They ring. win the Super Bowl. And it I mean, it, it's, it shouldn't be that tough. Yep. It shouldn't be that tough. Especially now with Dan Quinn being out there. If, I, if I'm betting right now, I say Dan Quinn is our it defensive just, coordinator next year. God, it, just, it just sucks because now it's like even more so now with Rodgers being where he's at in his career. Like every single week matters. Like... Mm-hmm. It just it it breaks especially my heart we, for old number twelve. Especially when we want to get that bye week too. These games yep. matter and they stack up. But we'll move on to Dumb Packer fan of the week. All right, Dumb Packer fan of the week. Fat bitch. We'll just have a couple of them. Just run through them quick. Um, obviously, a, f- a great week for that. I'll I'll start with this. Uh, the Green Bay Packers posted a picture of Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers hugging. Mm. I enjoyed this comment. Timmy said. Oh, God. No offense <laughs> to all the Timmys out there. <laughs> it's not a very masculine name. Timmy. Well, well, not masculine. It's just like there's just a certain thing about being called Timmy. Well, I've like, got a... Tim is way different than Timmy. Well, I've talked about Uncle Timmy with you before. My uh, my odd uncle who is a deadhead, long hair, goatee. Deadhead? What is that? Oh, geez, Kyle. Uh, a oh, fan of gr- the Grateful, grateful Dead. Grateful Dead. Oh, yeah. or those the guys that... Are obsessed with like tripping on acid and stuff. Yeah, I mean, Uncle, yeah, Uncle Timmy enjoys his fair share of the green stuff. Because I think, oh no, acid. I said. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, think, I'm sure he's dropped just about everything. Do you know who Stu Gatz is? He, I've heard. Dan yeah, Levitard show. He's like a big oh, okay. Grateful Dead fan. And okay, never mind. Go ahead. Yeah, Grateful Dead. But I was gonna say, at some point when you're named Timothy, like there has to, you have to decide. Okay, I'm going by Tim now. You can't be Timmy forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's kind of tough. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyways, back to Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers getting a picture together. Timmy commented, 
Well, maybe Aaron decided to let them have a win. He probably didn't want to see Brady cry like a little girl. <laughs> I like that. Guess that's how good, many likes that had? That's a good comment. What? A hundred likes. <laughs> yeah. I, I could not believe I agree. That. I agree. I would like it if I was on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Moving on to more negative things. Uh, Packers tweeted this out after they lost. It was just the headline being Packers can't allow one loss to become two. I <laughs> enjoyed this tweet from JP. Players need to be held accountable. I didn't see anyone getting yelled at on the sideline. <laughs> the captains on defense should have sat everyone down and had a yelling match. Also, nobody was standing up for Rodgers during the sacks. I mean, there was just no fight or pride at all. Someone else replied and said, were you at the game? They easily could have been yelling at each other during commercial breaks or during the play. It's, it, I just love how, one, it's like already a stupid take, and then someone else is like, hey, I, we need to focus on how they're yelling, and there could have actually been more. Like, yeah, let me let me critique your stupid take. Yeah, I love love seeing the little conversations on a Twitter. yelling match. That's funny. Uh, there was another one too. Just the uh, press conference afterwards with Matt Lafleur. There was an, a couple of really good takes here too, which some people have brought this up too. I know Aaron Nagler brought this up to Matt Lafleur yesterday in the press conference too. Jared commented. Need to start snapping the ball before the play clock runs out. It mm. makes it easier for the defenses to read snaps that way. Someone else commented and said, Them facts. I noticed Brady <laughs> was snapping the ball fast as fuck. <laughs> like, what? I, I don't understand some of these comments. Like, w- yeah, Brady was snapping the ball fast. What is? What are you saying about yeah. that? Does that lead to anything Plus, else? wasn't there a thing, because this has long been a, a criticism of... A thing, but Rogers. I'm pretty sure Rogers has said before that that's like a strategic thing. He he purposely runs it as close as he can because something about like the protection or mm-hmm. the defense. It's something like that because obviously the def- the defensive players aren't looking at the play clock. Well, I mean Preston Smith does. At times they do try to time it, but, but yeah, but not every single play. Right, and Rogers does have that work against him. I remember the defensive lineman for the Falcons going into that game when he was talking to the media. He was saying. With the hard count, Rodgers will even fake it with you where there's two seconds or one second left, and he'll throw in another one just to make you think there's no way he's going to ah, do it again, and then he does do gotcha. it again. But yeah, that's that, that was it for that one. Uh, the last last one, we'll end on this. This this is a perfect kind of Facebook dumb fan thing here. Brett, with one T, stop practicing for dancing, prancing, hip wiggles, or poses in the end zone, and practice how to get in the end zone. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what they do Tuesday through Saturday is is yeah celebration practice. Jamal Williams is leading practice every day. That's that's what it is. But that's what I had for dumb pack like, of the week. I'm sure we'll see more if we ever lose again. But I'm I mean I I don't see that happening. <laughs> but with that, we will have is Kyle an idiot? I'm not an idiot. Okay, you sure? Yes. All right, is Kyle right. an idiot? You are 14, 12, and 1. All right, on staying positive, baby. Staying positive, testing negative. There, there you go. Wow, why <laughs> haven't you been saying that all I don't year? know. Okay, starting off, first question. Okay. In the 2011 game against the Bucks at Lambeau, oh, we've no. referenced this before, on Blunt's 54-yard touchdown run, give me one of the players whose tackle he broke. There was six of them. I'll give you... I, I like I I'm not gonna guess anyone else because it's like I, I hope he has to be one of them, AJ 20. Hawk. Yeah, 
Yes. Yeah. He, yeah. Shout right. out Ichiha. For sure would would have been in on that play. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Li- I want to say, I want to hear the rest. <laughs> Desmond Bishop, uh, Morgan Burnett, Tremont Williams, AJ Hawk, Sam Shields, Eric Walden, and Ryan Pickett was a little late. He wow. might have touched the laces. Yeah. That was, uh, that's a great question. I, I'm, if not AJ, I think I would have got it because yeah, that was kind of the <laughs> it's the laundry list of missed tacklers. Literally half of the defense <laughs> missed. Uh, still one of the saddest plays. Okay, Burnett, well, very oof. good. All right, no matter what, you will still be positive after this week. Let's then. go. Good job. Okay, with Aaron Rod. Next question: With Aaron Rodgers not being Superman this week, idiots have called for Jordan Love. <laughs> Who was the last Packers player to throw a touchdown not named Aaron Rodgers? Ooh, wow. Obviously, preseason doesn't count. Preseason, no, does not count. In a regular season game, okay. Yep. Just there's only a handful. I know. Of options here. I know. I know. I know. It's obviously not Boyle. I'm gonna go with Brett Hundley. Very good. Yes. yes. It's pretty much between Brett Hundley or Kaiser. I mean, shoot. I guess oh, Kaiser. Yeah, Kaiser, Kaiser only really there. played against the Bears when Rogers got hurt. Man, yeah. God, about that. It's funny too. Looking back, remember how much people bitched about the Kaiser trade. Randall, I believe, is on the Raiders. Yeah, I think he's on the Raiders practice squad. Oh, really? Even. So it's kind of a wash and nothing I'm, for nothing. I'm embarrassed that this name, it just popped in my head. I Uh-oh. wasn't going to guess it, but it popped in my head. <laughs> and I don't even think he threw a touchdown with us, uh, but I was going to guess. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Seneca, Seneca Wallace. Yeah. <laughs> that was. <laughs> That year was so strange too. The 2013 year, collarbone which we, year. Yeah. We've talked about it before, but yeah, because that you know Rogers got hurt, and then Seneca played like the second half. We ended up losing, and then all the hype. Seneca Wallace, and I think even going into that week, Bob McGinn wrote an article saying the Packers are good enough They're now just that they be all right. Well, they were before Rogers got hurt. He was like the Packers are good enough now that they don't even need Rogers. Rogers <laughs> hurt. Seneca Wallace comes in. Everyone's building him up, and he got hurt on the first drive of oh, the next man. game too. All right, moving on. Two and zero for the week so far. Let's go. Very good. It's snowing today in Minneapolis. Mm. Officially, hoodie weather. Mm. James Jones wore a hoodie late in his career most of the time. He played for four teams in his career. Name three of them. There's Packers. one that should be... Oh, very good. Good job. That's an easy one. Raiders. Yep. Chargers. Wow, yeah. The Chargers, he was just... He was for a cup of in, coffee. For like a month, and he got cut. He and never there played. was a fourth one? Yeah. Hold on. Chargers was the hard one. This next, I, I don't the know next why team I is the that, team. I he, just remember the, the one that you're missing is the one who cut him before we picked him back uh, up the uh, second time. Oh, okay. Um, Benny with the oh my he was good hair. Giants. Yep, he was with the Giants. I don't remember that at all. Yep, Benny with the good hair. That. That's why he was there. You know, obviously uh, McAdoo was the coach at the time. They signed James Jones, and he, they cut him right at the end of training camp. I think I remember the Chargers because... Oh, wait. I thought he got cut by the Chargers, and we got him from the Chargers. Nope. Nope. It, it, no, I, think I don't I re- think so. The reason I... Re- I don't know. Because I remember the Chargers being like... Because he was... Yeah, he was only there for a cup of coffee, and I thought, that's so disrespectful. Like, he deserves more than that, but... Yeah. Yeah. Three and oh, baby. Yeah, that was good. I didn't go. I thought you'd for sure get one wrong this week. Very, very good. All right. Let's get the stump spinning question. All right. If you don't like it's a it's a pretty tough question, but I just I don't think it's that tough just because of the way that NFC versus AFC layout works. Do you know how that works? Where it's every four years. There's a clue right there. Oh, yep, yep. So this I like we're gonna have to change the second name. If from Stump Spenny, because Stump implies that you're, you know, this 
you know, very smart dude who should get this. So you should be able to get this. When when I get them right, it's like, oh wow. Because I and think, when I get them wrong, it's like, oh, I dummy. think all. Ooh, I almost just gave another clue. I think all okay, the games just, okay. are unique in a way to where you should be able to to kind of piece it together and and take your time. Okay. Okay. What is Aaron Rodgers' record against the Houston Texans? Well, three, four years. Well, so what? He so must. 2020. Yeah, 2020. I'm trying to think. I feel like we lost to them way, like his first start against them. I do know for sure that, uh, pretty sure it was the Texans, where he had the shh quote. After the game, hmm. uh, we did beat them four years ago. I remember at Lambeau. I'm going you're red hot, baby. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. Is it? Is it? Th- so what you're saying? Yeah, three, three and zero, oh, or is it three and one? What is it? Well, come on, do the math. Okay, twenty. Sure, sure. Okay, it's I'll 2020. actually twenty twenty. He's played for like twelve years, so there's four games. That's bad math. Three games. This will be the. F- this will Fine. be the fifth game. This will be the fourth. Oh, this will be the fourth. Okay, then yeah, I'll say two and one. Correct. Okay, there we go. <sighs> yeah, see, peace. God, I kind of, I kind of just. Laid I mean, it up I, for you there, I told you good. the outcome of every single one of the games. It we, was dude, we lost the first thought, one, won the second one, won the third I one at Lambeau last I year. I thought the tough one was going to be, you know, the 08 one, which was the first year of yep. his or first year as a starter. Which yeah, we lost that game because they were you know six and ten that year. But then. The I just thought his his second start against him in twelve is when he threw six touchdown patches, just lit him up. Yep. And when Sunday I night think football. I think the Texans were like five and oh yep. two in that game. And then the last one in sixteen was just that snowball against Brock Osweiler. Yep. So I thought all three were kind of unique in their own way. So and yeah. plus the Texans haven't been I mean, they've only been around since oh two or whatever. So Yeah, that's, yeah. that's two a good and one. Point. Uh very good. Yeah. And uh one last thing with uh it's calling it Shout out to B2B Data Guy. He was at that Texans game at Lambeau nice. four years ago. So there you go. And we are back with the preview. We are playing the Houston Texans on Sunday. I believe is it is on Fox. Big bounce back game. Yep. Fox got a noon kickoff in Houston. Um the Packers actually opened up as three-point favorites, and it's down to three and a half. So, or <laughs> up, I guess. Yeah. So, Vegas and Sharps and Smart Money still likes the pack, baby, and that that makes me like it because I think this is a huge bounce-back game. And the Texans have came back; they're not as terrible as they were under Bill O'Brien. Now, right? Yeah, they. Yeah, like they're like kind of like the Falcons too, where yeah. the the, a the new team, blood a team a week after their coach gets fired is like feels undefeated like like that team has never a team that fires their coach does not lose the the following week yeah they're i'm making that up but it feels true it does especially you know if you're if you're betting you kind of want to put that money on yeah the new coach players seem to play play up more for a new guy like they let him go like you know matt ryan had a pretty solid game exactly first game back but yeah uh the houston texans deshaun watson obviously the quarterback pretty good guy uh an even better guy randall cobb Mm, miss him so much yep. he's had a pretty solid you know resurgence year he's had a couple yeah he's had a couple I solid games he, he's been a nice I, i've caught a few texans games this year and he's been a nice security blanket for uh deshaun because deshaun loves to go off script and get out of the pocket and that would that is what made 
Cobb all of his money in his career and what him and Rogers were such a good connection is because of those off script, you know, sit in the hole, find an opening and, and move the chains. And yeah, I just, I miss and love Randall Cobb so much. One of my all time favorite Packers. Yeah. And you know, prepare yourselves. This will be out on Wednesday, but we're going to see the Randall Cobb qu- crying picture again. We're going oh. to see the pregame postgame pictures of Rogers and Cobb. Heart. I'm sure everyone's going to be like, Oh my God, this is great, which it is great. I love Randall Cobb mm-hmm. too. Um, they have a couple other decent receivers too. Fuller, I believe, if he is he healthy, I feel like you always have to wonder if Will Fuller is healthy or not. Yeah, that's the thing with him is when he's on the field, he is very much on the field. That dude is a true, true, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> like that as in, take. like you need to take notice that he's on the field because yeah, he will gash you everywhere, yep. and he he's really good. But yeah, it's just it. The story of his career has always been just staying on the field. So yeah, I'm pretty sure he's healthy. Um, he had a great game last week too. He had a long, like 53 yard touchdown. Um, Brandon cooks again, he's another say, guy, kind of another resurgence a little bit. He's played for just about every team in the league at this <laughs> yeah. point, And he's probably only like 28. Yeah. He's bouncing. Oh, no, not lot. even dude. I think he's like 25 or 26. That's, a, that's it's like insane. Cobb too. People think Cobb is ancient and he's like 28, 29, 20, I yeah, think. 29. Yeah. But yeah, the, their defense, David Johnson too on offense. Yeah, David he's, Johnson. He's a stud. After the Bill O'Brien, yeah, trading for him, and now he's gone. Uh, yeah, the, thankfully they don't have uh, DeAndre Hopkins anymore. Cause yeah, oh, thank we, you, Bill we, O'Brien. We got Jair, bro. Uh, <laughs> True. We ha- they have JJ Watt on defense, which this is another kind of interesting thing to think about. Just something to think about. Just okay. something to think about. Okay. I don't know if you know this, but JJ Watt, he's from Wisconsin. What? Yeah. And the Houston Texans, not very good. So if they lose this game, they could be sellers at the deadline. Man, that'd be something. Uh, if we wouldn't, where would, yeah, we wouldn't make any type of move. I remember people mm. talking about that before, too. But I'm, I'm glad the game's being played in Houston so we don't have that added storyline. One, the Cobb thing we talked about earlier, oh, returning sure. to Lambo. Two, J.J. Watt, oh, my God, he's back in Wisconsin. I, I still, like, what was it? La- yeah, it was last year, the joint practice where all the pictures of him riding, yeah. riding the bike yeah. to practice. I mean, that is, was pretty is, cool. It's fine, but it's, I don't, don't know. Be a, don't be a Grinch. I guess I'm more, more so sour on the whole bike riding thing since the Packers have decided to sponsor every freaking thing now. And now the it's Come the on. dream it's the dream drive from American Family. Like, that's can't, a, can't we keep some things sacred and not about money? Of course not. That, I mean, that's the that's <laughs> the story of capitalism, baby. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, so yeah, a huge huge matchup. If we lose this game, I would be a little worried. I'm obviously not very worried at all. Kyle, yeah. what are your score predictions uh, for this? You game? You always spring this on me. Like I know it's coming, yet I never <laughs> prepare. Yeah, um, like you know, getting Christmas presents. You can, <laughs> you can, uh, you can go first. Okay, thank you. Uh, I don't know the defense for the Texans. I'm going to assume they're not very good, uh, even <laughs> though they have JJ Watt. Packers have to bounce back. It's in Houston, a fast track. Aaron Rodgers gets to wear his favorite sneakers. He does like playing mm. inside because he gets to wear his favorite shoes. Mm. I think he wants to bounce back game. I'm that. going to go. 34-24 Green Bay Packers. Pretty good. Thank you. Pretty good. That would be good. Okay. I will go 28-17. Good guys. 28-17. Oh. Four little... touchdowns. Wow. That is a low. That, that's not a very Packers score. I, feel I know. Like. I know. I just, um, I don't know. I think. Okay. I don't know. I have no rhyme or reason for that prediction, but 28-17. No. Okay. Well, bold predictions. Uh, reminder, last week I had. Rashawn Gary, two sacks. That did not happen. We had no sacks. You had MBS, 125 yards receiving. That definitely did not happen. Mm-hmm. What is your bold prediction? I think Deshaun is going to cough one up 
mm. and cough one over. So a fumble <laughs> and a pick. <laughs> oh, a fumble and a pick for Desha- Okay, yep. that's pretty bold. That would be good. I mean, shit. I think, yeah, the defense needs to get back on track and start causing turnovers. That's the thing, too. If if the defense comes out flat again, then you really, really have to question what the hell is going on with Mike Pettin because that is that is the talk around town this week. Yeah, I mean, he part. and yeah, he has to feel the heat. Like, he has to know that, you know, people are watching him with a microscope. So, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, they better come out firing. Okay, I, so my bold prediction, shoot, I guess I could, you know, I'm going to go back to it, especially after last week. You know, he's, we saw him a little bit more. You know, my, you know, last year, I, I feel like I picked Kiki a lot. Mm. You know, a rookie we didn't see much of. I'm going to pick A.J. Dillon, first rushing touchdown. Nice. Ooh, maybe I shouldn't have said rushing touchdown, but yes, first rushing yep. touchdown. I guess we don't know if he can catch those. No, big remember thing. he only had seven catches in college. So oh, yeah. that means he's his hands he's, literally don't he's, work. He's ineligible of catching the ball. He's not incapable. He's ineligible. Yeah, just yeah. He he has to report eligible. Again, sarcasm. Oh, sarcasm. I understand because of the of the takes the draft takes where yeah he only you get it. He had yeah we seven catches in college. We will see. But moving on, your favorite part, if you could please. God, I I honestly try not to do that. <laughs> hey, if you guys want, this is a podcast. You can subscribe, please, if you have not. Uh, leave a rating, leave a review. If you leave a review, take a screenshot of it, email it to us at pmppodcast at gmail, or tweet it to us, DM it to us on Twitter at pmppod. We did get a couple new reviews this nice. week. It was weird because we lost. We still like, have koozies. Are we, we're out of mass, though, aren't we? Uh, I think we have like one or two left. Okay. Right. The, I still, I've been so bad. I need to send out those other I think, ones. <sighs> I think the mass thing is going to be around for a long time. So yeah, well, you're still going to need one. So. Wisconsin needs to start masking up so we can have some freaking fans yes. at Lambeau. But we did have two new reviews. We lost like three Ooh. ratings somehow. So I, but then these two pop back up. This one is from Jake, the Packer fan. Ooh, awesome show. Hello, Jake. Love this podcast. These two guys are the best. Mm. Always look forward to their episodes. Thank you. Awesome. Glowing, glowing, and creative review. Thank, Thank you for you, the Jake. kind words. Absolutely. Uh, this is from Donnie Lama. Authentic. And I love this review. What What is his name? Donnie Lama. Oh, like, is that like a... Like Dolly like Lama. Play on oh, words. Donnie, yeah. I like it. Authentic. Five stars. I bet these guys smell like light beer and the way your hands smell after a Thanksgiving game of pickup. <laughs> or a pickup game at Thanksgiving. You can smell it through your speakers. Yeah, I actually just smell my fingers and that's that's exactly what they smell like. Wow. Hell yeah. That is a great review. So Thank yeah, you. once again, yeah, if you leave a review, we will read it on the show next week. You know, Heck we yeah, can, we can promise laugh. you that. I love laughing. But yeah, I mean, that's all I had. Looking forward, hopefully a little bit better game this week. A lot of ball game left. A lot of ball game. A lot game. of season left. Yeah. The Bears are frauds. Oh, God, we didn't even we talk about that. We are just fine. We are just fine. You know what? And I was going to say, we got through a whole episode, but I'm just going to mention it here once off. Kirk Cousins is bad. I can't believe we didn't <laughs> talk about him. extended him. <laughs> yeah. But with that, Kyle, now I officially don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? As our Lord and Savior, Aaron Rodgers said, I think Sunday was an anomaly and not the beginning of a trend. And now our Lord and Savior, Aaron Rodgers, has a chance to go out and prove himself right. Well, you keep throwing me off because usually you don't say anything, but now lately you have these nice little soliloquies at the end. Thank- wow, soliloquies. I, I'm surprised that I got that word out without fumbling. But Smooth as hell, me too. <laughs> with that, Sturgill Simpson, please don't sue us.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.